Welcome to the Slumber Party Pod, a deep dive into decoms. I'm Lizzie, and I'm a piece of liver. I'm Hannah, and I am some seaweed. I'm also Hannah, and I'm an anchovy. And we're all together on a pizza watching Read It and Weep. We're pizza toppings. With our wonderful, excellent guest, Hannah. Hannah Labovitz. Oh, we don't have to say your last name if you don't want. You've already said it before on the pod. I've been exposed already. It's fine. We dox you all the time. (laughs) Yeah, it is. (laughs) No one would expect you to be in Where am I? <gasps> we don't need to say where I live. Let's hit your zip code. Don't worry about it. Half of the intro gets edited out every single episode. Oh, good, good. Yeah. Anyway, the Alpha Hannah has joined us. This has been a long time coming because we planned this after like our third episode. <laughs> and we're coming up on 30. We did a little survey of friends and said, Who wants to be a friend of the pod? And Hannah said, Me? But. I want to do read it and weep. And we said, okay. And then we never read it or wept. We did weep. Lots of weeping, just minimal reading, apparently. And no weeping about this movie. That's for sure. (laughs) Yeah. No weeping about this movie. I'm excited to read this movie, though. You're excited to read it? Yeah. Like, review it. Like, like read to filth. Oh, it's been read. okay. Slay. <laughs> Slay queen. Tear it up, please. Speaking of that, this movie, well, I'll save it, but I was gonna say this movie didn't slay as hard as I was hoping. No. Um, it slayed a little bit. But, like, it still was fine. Yeah. It's so funny. This was one of, like, my faves as a kid, but I think it's Same. just because of her laptop, and that's it. Or her bedroom. Same! That's the only reason I like this movie. The tablet! That was so futuristic. I literally have HP Pavilion laptops simply because it flips over into a tablet. And I was inspired by Read It and Weep. You were influenced. Kate Hannah Baker, the original influencer. <laughs> or it is that influenced me. I don't know. True. You said that because I could not for the life of me remember which of the panabakers was Kay and which one was danielle i think danielle is the one that was in sky high yes she's the nature gal yes well and so this is very interesting because i also did not realize until watching this in my brain there was only one of them in this film, and he played both Jamie and it. Oh. See, yeah, no, they look they look just not enough alike where you can tell that they're different, but in some of the scenes where they, like, flash back and forth, we'll get mm-hmm. to it later, but, like, this, the photo shoot one, it took me a minute to realize it wasn't just Kay the whole time. Yeah. See, I'm gonna be honest, as a kid, I think I completely zoned out every single part that had to do with is like I was so confused by that I'm like what is she doing now she's spilling on the this girl and now she's not like I could not keep up what was happening and it was only this rewatch that I figured it out I knew that Kay and Danielle Panabaker were sisters I guess I didn't realize that they were both in this movie until today when they logged on to IMDb that's what I was saying (laughs) like right now yeah like like 10 minutes ago Oh, oh wait, goodness. this is incredible. So I'm looking at so Danielle Panabaker 
is the mm-hmm. one who played Layla in Sky High. Famously. And played Liz in this. She is also a Virgo queen. Yes. Today is September 19th. And it's her birthday today. Today is Danielle Panabaker's birthday? Today is Danielle Panabaker's birthday. That's so well planned. Happy birthday, Danielle Panabaker. Okay, now we can't really shit on her, though. Yes, we can. I wasn't really planning on it. I mean... It wasn't the issue. No. That's true. What else has Kay Panabaker been in? Well, she's been in, like, the, um... What, The Flash? Like, that CW, the cheesy show? She was, like, one of the love interest women in that. Danielle Panabaker has been in way more. So this is very interesting because when you Google Danielle Panabaker, it comes up like Danielle Panabaker actress. And then you look up like people related to her and it says Kay Panabaker, American zoologist. Oh, that's almost cooler. <laughs> it does look like she hasn't acted since 2012. Yep. Um, yeah. She was in Beverly Hills Chihuahua 3. Some CSI, some Law and Order, which every actor ever has been in. She was mm-hmm. in Grey's Anatomy, which everyone has been in. She was in Cyberbully and Nancy Drew with Emma Roberts. Oh, fun. Oh, that's absolutely right. And oh. Phil of the Future. Really? Yeah, which I didn't really watch. Probably like some side friend character. Wait. No, she was in a, She was in 26 episodes. Oh. She played Mickey. That's not his little sister, is it? His little sister is Emily Osment. No way. She's some unknown actress, I think. Her name's Kim. Oh. T. Oh, no, it's Amy Druckner. She looks like Emily Osment. Yeah. Anyway. I don't think Amy Bruckner's been in much since 2007. She was also Nancy Drew. Whoa. Everyone's in Nancy Drew. When two worlds collide. Season two? Question mark? I know. Um, Lizzie, what'd you say? No. Spoilers. I'm not spoiling. I'm dropping teasers. I'm in my Taylor Swift era. <laughs> Reputation by Lizzie Hobbs. Um, we're getting ahead of ourselves. Should we um, get into our 60-second summary, which our guest kindly volunteered to do this week? Yes, I took notes. Do you want us to get you a timer, get you all counted down? Um, yes, I can't promise I'm going to be right on 60 seconds, but I will try. We'll give you, we'll give you little, um, notes when it's, like, halfway and, like, counting down from 10. Okay. Ooh, why am I nervous? (laughs) Are you ready? Spotlights on me, yeah. The stakes are high. All right. Three, two, one, go. So, basically, Read It and Weep is about one of the most unlikable protagonists out there. Um, And you don't even really want to root for, but she accidentally submits her private journal to this essay contest that apparently has a lot of weight because she wins the contest and unrealistically everyone in her school roots for her and loves the essay and it's so great that they want her to publish it as a book. So her journal is now published as a book, but no one knows it's her journal. Uh, She goes on all of these press tours, interviews, everything great, while her family and friends at home are doing her dirty work. Uh, And in one of these interviews, she accidentally exposes herself as 
basing the characters off of her classmates and they're not always the nicest characters so obviously people are kind of mad about it but they at a school dance she apologizes and everyone kind of forgives her and her brother is a guitarist and performs and a whale falls and that's it there you go amazing (laughs) did I talk too fast no you ended at like 57 seconds so perfect okay good and I feel like, and there's also like some sort of side love story, but it's with J- Jason Dolly, um, the Hatch and Pete, but it's like kind of <laughs> irrelevant. So. I love that you, you, you're like of Hatch and Pete fame with Mitchell Musso and um, Tiffany something or other. <laughs> yeah, another movie with a very unlikable protagonist, Mitchell, Mitchell Musso, who are you? He's terrible in that movie, if I remember correctly. Jason Dolly has been on Disney Channel for so long. And he looks exactly the same in everything he was in, even though it spanned, like, 15 years. And now where is he? Like, I hope he's not also in jail. I'll look him up real quick. He is alive. That's important. Good. He's 5'10". Oh, he has a beard now, but he does look exactly the same, just with a beard. Um, he does a little bit of TV now. American Housewife with Cameron Manheim. No, that's a lie. Not with Cameron Manheim. With... Milo Mannheim and Meg Donnelly. I feel like he would be good now in like those Hallmark movies. He would. He's got. I feel like that. He's got the facial hair for it. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Get Jason Dolly in a Hallmark movie. It's really needed. Less of Aaron Tveit, more Jason oh, Dolly. Less of him though. I don't know. Oh my gosh. You seem shocked, Lizzie. Allison Scagliotti, who is. Who plays Sawyer, the villain in this? Mm-hmm. Yeah, of, of Drake and Josh Vance. Her birthday is two days from now. Oh my god, another Virgo queen! Wow. Happy birthday to Sawyer. Another one. She's definitely a Virgo. She has Good. to be. Like, I could have guessed that. Yeah, I was gonna say she's mean enough. She's Virgo energy just in her acting. Yeah. Mmm. The rest of the cast is not giving when it needs to be giving. No, her friends, her best friends, one of them was in Halloween Town High, and one of them is from Ned's Declassified School Survival Guide. Really? The artist is in Halloween Town High. She's the little pink one. Oh, wait, no, she's not the. Oh! What? No way. The pink one is Kelsey from High School Musical. No way. They just look exactly the same. Oh, no, okay, I'm wrong about Halloween Town High. Scratch that. She just kind of looks like Kelsey. But other than that, um, the other friend is from Ms. Declassified School Survival Guide, but I don't remember her name. Well, and it is interesting that you should say that about Halloween Town High, because that was one of my first notes, was that I was getting Halloween Town High vibes from this. Some of the, like, character dynamics mm. that were going on. And perhaps the fact that people in the Halloween Town franchise, as we noted, do love to whine and complain and bitch and moan. And that's pretty that's much true. all this movie was. Yeah. So. Yeah, I'm truly disappointed at how bad this movie was. And the part that I remembered, I texted Lizzie this, the part that I remembered as, like, the ending was actually, like, I, w- I looked at my computer, and I was like, oh, okay, it's almost over. Nope, 37 minutes left. 
And I was, I had already taken one long <laughs> break from watching, and I was like, oh my god. Mm. No, this movie, like, I think my biggest issue with it is how unrealistic, I think I said this earlier, unrealistic every single person in it acts. Like, Disney has had movies, Halloween Town movies, about monsters, zombies, one of your favorites, Teen Beach movies. This felt more unrealistic. And it was just yeah. in a high school. And it was just so hard to watch just for that reason alone. I think that's a fair criticism. I don't know if it's also partially just because of the time difference. Like, Teen Beach movie, zombies, etc. have all come out in the last, what, 10 years? Halloween Town didn't. Halloween Town is older than us. Yeah. I you'll notice I did not mention Halloween Town in that statement. <laughs> anyway, um sh- should we do our Disney Plus official synopsis? <laughs> sure, sure, sure. Necessary. I am opening it at present, so we're good. Thank you. Read it and weep. When her journal is accidentally published and becomes an overnight success, Jamie cannot help but get caught up in her newfound celebrity status. Between book signings, interviews, and her new boyfriend, Jamie struggles to find a balance between her old life and her new one. She doesn't want to lose her friends or change who she is, but she can't escape Is, the star of her novel and her alter ego who is pushing her to embrace her life as a celebrity. New boyfriend is a little bit of a stretch. They go on one date. Yeah. It's a bad one. They don't define the relationship. (laughs) <laughs> to make it clear for any listeners, Sawyer is the mean girl in the movie. I don't think we've actually yet explained yeah, that Yeah, she's so the play- one from Drake and Josh whose birthday is, like, the day that this is coming out. Yeah. She plays Mindy in Drake and Josh. Yes, yes, yes. Mindy. I was gonna call her Megan, but that's Miranda Cosgrove. So many M names. Megan. So Megan. <laughs> Speaking of which, the next book I am reading is the new Jeanette McCurdy book, so... We'll have to have a slumber party discussion about that. Tea. Okay. Um, do we want to get some rankings on before we move on to our subjective thoughts? Yes. Sure. Um, I already I thought ahead for once in my life. Um, I think I want to give this movie a. Oh, see, I I was so sure, and now I'm not sure. I'm going to give it a, a 2.75. I was going to say 3, but I'm looking mm-hmm. at my list, and I gave Halloween Town 1 a 2.75. And because we compared them, it seems fair to give them the same score. And it was, like, above average, but just, like, just above average. Mm-hmm. I am being far more critical than you. I went with 2.5 because I figured it was completely average. That's fair, too. There's really nothing special about it, except for the laptop. That is what gets that point five for me. <laughs> um, I'm going to give it a 2.75 as well. I would give it, yeah, no, I'm going to say 2.75, because I did like it more than other things that I've given less than that obviously so yeah i feel confident in that um we do not have thoughts from an actual child oh i was about to ask no we did not have thoughts from an actual child because she's busy having a social life and going to school can't relate so whatever um 
this movie has a 58% on Rotten Tomatoes. That's like 2.75. So a little above. That's an F. Yeah, oh my god, Hannah, you're so right. You're so smart. I was doing derivatives before I was going to say, so. Hannah is a teacher, so. <laughs> yeah. Um... I'm, like, tempted to do the proportion to figure out the exact, like... Don't do it. <laughs> not allowed on the Slumber Party pod. Too late. Girl, Mm-mm. don't do it. Don't pull out your calculator. <laughs> no, she pulled no, out her calculator. No. Hannah, put it down. 55% would be 2.75, so you guys were on the money with that. I just want to let you know, Hannah does threaten me with a finger gun. Weekly. Sometimes. Sometimes. Again. Not even in video <laughs> format. Sometimes she texts me, and because there's no gun emoji, it's just a water gun. She sends me a knife yeah, emoji, a water gun can't which is you. somehow even more threatening. Instead, I did the knife because when you type in gun, Apple doesn't autocorrect with the gun emoji like they do with knives. It's knife. true. I so was. it wasn't even that she wanted to threaten me with a knife. She was just too lazy to go search out an emoji. Anyway, um. Anyway. Ladies, where do you want to jump in? My first note. Yeah. Is a question I already posed to the two of you. Okay, T. <laughs> I don't know. What word processor is she possibly using in the year of our Lord, 2006? The answer I posit <laughs> is that she's a time traveler, or maybe Paul Hoen was. Our Lord and Savior, second best DCOM director, only to Kenny Ortega. Um, she's using Good Notes four, but they brought it back from like twenty twenty to two thousand and six. I would agree. Because that's the only thing I think that I've used that looks like that, and I use it on my iPad, which is like the modern day equivalent of that mm. freaking amazing laptop she had that I loved as a kid. Honestly, it could have been, like, Canva, for all we know. Like, those graphics, those drawings, mm-hmm. I don't know. They looks too good. Yeah. The way that she didn't even, like, write all the words. Yeah. Like, every time she wrote is, she just copied and pasted the graphic. Well, I was just gonna say, I counter, mm-hmm. even though the graphics seemed very cool, when it was published as a book, it was, like, a picture book. And then there were all these high schoolers obsessing over it, like... I could see elementary school Hannah, my version of myself. Have you ever written, read um, Dear Dumb Diary or Dear Dork Diary or whatever? That's what I compare that to. And I read that, again, mm-hmm. in, like, second grade under my desk. Like, that was how it was going for me. So. Oh, yes. I remember yeah. that. It was, like, the girl's version of Diary of Only the Kid, kind of. Yeah, whatever it was. But it's, like, as poorly written, as, like, lazily described the drawings were there like it was something that I read in maybe second grade and now they have all these high schoolers like zapping to it and it just felt and then the teacher the English teacher for crying out loud being like this is the most compelling essay I've ever read and it's literally her saying there are populars and there are meanies and that was her essay um yeah I'm also wondering like surely she didn't illustrate that whole book like we saw like she was a little bit artistic she, like, did some little sketches, but the sketches that were in her journal were not the same that were in the book. So I'm wondering, where was the illustrator and why? And why didn't they seek out 
alternative employment. Financial compensation. Were you silent <laughs> or were you silenced? Were you silenced or were you bad at your job? My Some of my earliest notes were, one, which I mentioned, I don't know if I mentioned it before we started recording, as a kid, like, I always kind of got Kay Banabaker, I guess, who plays Jamie, the titular, the main character. I always kind of, like, uh, conflated her with Bridget Mendler, because mm-hmm. she looks a lot like a young Bridget Mendler. Yeah. Um, of course, uh, oh, and then, so her crush, who Disney Plus called her boyfriend, but they, like, go to prom together. Not a boyfriend. His name is Marco Vega, or Marco Vincent, depending on if you're talking about real life or the book. He's kind of a bargain Zac Efron looking guy. Yeah. Sure. Um, yeah. And he, like, she thinks he's dreamy and sweet, but it turns out he's really just kind of an asshole, like, every yeah. 14-year-old mm. boy. In my notes, I said he was the low-budget intersection of Josh from The Princess Diaries and Charlie from Cheaper by the Dozen. That is so specific. And it's so accurate. Yeah. I'll make a Venn diagram. And then I have a couple of notes about Jason Dolly. One I wrote, why does he always play the boy next door who's been there all along? Case in point, Hatching Hatching Pete. Pete. Also, Minute Men, which we already watched and loved. I love Minute Men. Also, Pete may be in Good Luck Charlie. That could be his thing. I don't know. Kind of no, not. He's kind he of was more like in Good Luck Charlie, I think. Like well, a little. Just, bit. Like, less ni- he was just a little bit less nice. Yeah. And um, doesn't he play Bridget Mendler's brother in that? Yeah. Yeah, he does. He's her older brother. Well, that's very interesting then. And he mm-hmm. dates her co-star from The Click. Yes. Who, I don't remember the actress's name, but in The Click she was Alicia, and in Good Luck Charlie she was Skylar. I think her name might be Samantha. She looks like a Samantha. I don't know um but he his character's name is connor kennedy but they don't say that until about halfway through the movie like they just call him connor and then his brother says and you, like he's like you know talking about how he wants to take her to the dance he has this secret crush on her because they're besties and mm-hmm. he's like i can't tell her that i like her she's jamie um whatever her freaking last name is and his brother goes and you're connor kennedy and then i was thinking about whoa what if they were actually Kennedys and like how that would change the story? Yeah. Did this take place in Massachusetts? So this is very interesting. I have a theory about where this took place. And what's your theory? My theory is that this did place take place in New England. I think it took place in New Hampshire, which is interesting because our collective friend ian who is an alleged friend of the pod um he has a theory that the zombies franchise also took place in new hampshire because there is an actual town in new hampshire called seabrook and they talk about going to mountain college and i'm wondering if mountain college is supposed to be like uvm Maybe. I mean, it was filmed in Toronto, but that doesn't mean it's set in Toronto, so. And my theory about Read It and Weep taking place in New Hampshire is because, one, the weird pizza thing. Um, and because her last name is Bartlett, 
which is a very, very popular name in New Hampshire, and which is why Martin Sheen's character's name is Bartlett in The West Wing. He's from New Hampshire because I've watched The West Wing so much. How do you know about Bartlett being a common name in New Hampshire? Because I live like 30 minutes from New Hampshire. Yeah, I live 30 minutes from Maryland. I don't know the most common name in Maryland. I didn't say it was most common. I just said it's super common. Okay. Well, I bet Smith is common in also, Maryland. Also, the, Bar- <laughs> the Bartlett founded New Hampshire. So oh my god! Wait, did Jamie found New Hampshire? I also was confused. Um, I just, you know, I wasn't paying like 100% of my attention to this movie. So I knew that her name was Jamie Bartlett, but I guess I didn't fully pay attention to her last name. Yeah. So a few times they call her Jameson. Mm-hmm. And I was like, yeah. wait. Is her first name Jameson and like she goes by Jamie or is she Jamie Jameson? And then no. it turns out she, she's not Jamie Jameson. She's Jamie Bartlett. Um, that was like the people who wanted to change her and make her all fancy and stuff. They would be like, oh, yeah. Jameson and make it like more. But then she would always be like, oh, it's Jamie. But I wouldn't be surprised. I didn't take note of this, but probably by the end, she like wasn't correcting people or something to show she's a person. Yeah. That would have been a really good subtle plot mm-hmm. shift. Um, yeah, yeah. to show at least something from her like down to earth to like elitist yeah. nature, even though she, all we saw was just her being terrible from beginning to end. So there wasn't much of a shift. Yeah, the only weird thing that they did with her name was at the dance, like the I don't know if it was homecoming or prom or what it specifically was, but that her date Marco kept calling her is, and it was like. Mm. she she never said that she was is like at that point she had said like yeah guys this is based on my journal mm-hmm. she did it accidentally in an interview yeah yeah she she flopped so hard on live tv i got such bad secondhand embarrassment it was so oh, bad it was painful it was so bad. and that's like the part i remember most vividly besides the laptop from this movie is her being on live tv being like sawyer i meant myrna yeah and she was hallucinating like like she kept like seeing is but particularly in that scene my is 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 am i is yeah like it looks like she was having a stroke or something and they i was a little bit concerned for her i was like is she experiencing psychosis and nobody thought to help her she's 15 and no one was yeah they were like what we're on live tv speaking of that scene though like that mixed with the scene in the beginning when she's, like, deciding if she wants to pull from her old journals to do the book, and they have her, like, almost talking to Iz, they do really weird camera movements there. Did you guys, like, mm-hmm. see that? It was so yes. jarring. And it was, like, they thought they did something. They really thought yeah. they had it made there. And it just did not make any sense. They were throwing, like, some Dutch angles in there. Like, yeah. something is sinister. Like, and then they'd like jump to regular and then jump to Danielle Panabaker and then jump to her and then jump to her again looking away it just was so not it but you know like the film editor afterwards was like oh my gosh this is so trippy everyone's gonna love this and it just it was only 16 years ago (laughs) yeah I assumed it was earlier than that so what did I so many good things came out in 2006 I don't know what they were High School Musical. And speaking of High School Musical, based on IMDb, those two girls who were Sawyer's backup ladies, they were both dancers in the lunchroom scene. 
and high school musical. One was a nerd, the other was a skater girl, and then that was it. Crazy. Yeah. So they were busy that year and only that well, year. Well, let's not be Wait, let's not this be is like, this is our This is our fifth decom from 2006 that we've watched for this podcast. We did High School Musical. We did Cowbells. Ugh. We did Wendy Wu, it's still in the vault. Wendy Wu was bad. We did Return to Halloween Town. We did read it and weep. We haven't done Cheetah Girls too. I don't know if we will. Okay. Don't get your hopes up. But of these, how many of those were actually good? Uh, like they were all like average. Mm-hmm. Average or more. Return to Halloween was the worst one of that bunch, I think. No, Wendy Wu was bad. I haven't seen Wendy Wu in a hot minute, so I don't think I don't. can say much. Neither about. had we, and we watched it for my birthday. It was not important. Yeah. We literally never released the app. And I think- We had nothing to say. It was so bad. The audio would got jacked up, and frankly, I was like, I'm not gonna try too hard to save it. Maybe it's for the better. It was an, an omen from the universe to be like, let's not produce that. Yeah. Well, all that to say is that this came out in 2006. It was basically <laughs> the conclusion of that. Um... <laughs> <laughs> I oh back to Lizzie's theory about New England. Her house yes. was gorgeous. It did kind of remind me of New England. It reminded me of the house if anyone has seen Invisible Sister, which may or may not be coming to the Slumber Party Pod in October. I don't remember, but that's a newer decon. But it's just like a beautiful house with columns, multi-story brick. Wasn't that like New Orleans though? No, see, it was, it reminded me more of, like, the northern style, because it wasn't, like, the big porch in mm-hmm. New Orleans, but it reminded me kind of, like, Home Alone house. I'll be honest, the only thing I paid attention to in that house was to now bring it to my next topic of the brothers, comparing her room with, like, the raised area, the little desk nook, like, all these beautiful things, and then her brother was literally, like, in a room the size of a shoebox. No yeah, wonder did he's he so- did have a window? He did not have a window. Not in view. No natural light. But you know what he did have? What? A set of 40-inch rusty metal marquee letters that spelled out his name on one wall. In case he forgot it. I did not was, see that. Wait, I I forgot his name. What was it? Lenny? Lenny. Oh, that's a, not a oh. good name. No, no wonder. Her also her book was very much Tumblr style, which like Tumblr wasn't even a thing in two thousand six. So it's not like this came out in two thousand twelve. Like the part where literally she talked about when is like zapped Sawyer, and then she said, and everyone cheered. Oh my god! And everyone clapped. <laughs> yeah, you can't see me, but I I'm aghast. <laughs> yes. Oh my gosh, Tumblr came out in 2007 so do we think tumblr came from there or was tumblr before tumblr was tumblr so in theory oh my gosh hold on what month did this godforsaken movie come out (laughs) this godforsaken movie came out in july and do you know what came out in december of 2006 what not Tumblr. Wattpad. 
No. And, and this is, well, I, okay. I would say this isn't the fanfic decom, but this is the self-published writing decom. Mm-hmm. Wattpad. That's going to be part of the title this week. And <laughs> Twitter came out in July of 2006. So canonically, this movie, this book that she wrote, could have had fan accounts on Twitter about this book. No way. I like that. I don't know if I like it, but it is interesting. (laughs) I think it would just be people saying zap. Imagine a my immortal style like fan fiction of this oh god uh, of of um what was her freaking book called is saves the world i think is saves the world imagine a, a, a my immortal style retelling of is saves the world i'd rather not hannah you said we weren't allowed to give season two spoilers what the hell <laughs> oh hannah's gonna take us through her process of writing that fan fiction yeah i wrote my immortal Surprise! Monthly update. <laughs> the mystery's been solved, everyone. Do they still not know who actually wrote that? No, a few people have come out and claimed it was them, but it proved it got proved it wasn't. There's a really good video essay about it by a YouTuber named Sarah Zed. If you haven't watched, I highly recommend. Well, it's like those people who are convinced that um, the harry potter fan fiction all the young dudes was written by taylor swift <laughs> i don't know that theory i'll send you some links <laughs> okay not me googling my immortal right now because i actually have never heard of this fan fiction before it's i'll send you i'll send you a link don't worry okay thank you um i did have some lines i wanted to discuss that did get a giggle out of me please Um. There was a fun little interaction at the beginning of the movie where Jamie and her two friends, she's like, okay, let's go to lunch. And the one friend, I think her name is Lindsay. Yes. Mm-hmm. Harmony and Lindsay. Goes, but we have to save the planet first. Oh, yeah. And she's like, um, maybe that's like a little lofty. Yeah, before <laughs> to lunch. Before lunch. And she's like, and she's like, no, it's a theater, blah, blah, blah. And she was like, well, how about we go do this? And she was like, but what about the planet? And she was like, well, maybe we can save that along the way. <laughs> and it made me laugh. Um, that was cute. Another, I liked their little friendship dynamic before she turned evil. Yeah, before she became the worst. There's a scene where they're having a slumber party at Jamie's house, and they're all, like, on her bed watching soap operas. And I was like... I really miss having sleepovers. <laughs> Can we have a sleepover? Yeah. We're trying. <laughs> um, and one of my other lines that I loved was during that scene, they were watching the soap operas, and this, like, woman comes out, like, one of the characters in the show, and, like, starts poisoning someone's lemonade. And they're like, oh my god, can you believe it? Like, blah, blah, blah. One of them goes, yeah, did you see who she killed last week? <laughs> I like that. Oh my god, and then the crazy part is that that character comes in, like, because you don't really pay attention to who it is when they're watching her on TV. Nope. And then when she goes to the party and gets, like, her hair stuck in Amber Tate, or Amber Tiffany? Amber yeah. Tiffany. 
Amber Tate is the little starlet in iCarly when they get their TV show. Yes. I'm Amber Tate. Um, <laughs> she, the woman from the soap opera is there. She's like, oh my god, you're Jameson Bartlett. And she's like, oh my god, you're so-and-so. The last time I saw you, you were on The View. The last time I saw you, you were poisoning what's-his-face. Someone's lemonade. Yeah. Yeah. Um, And in that same scene, or not the same scene, um, after that, she's talking to Jason Dolly, whose name is just Connor, and she's talking about how Marco, the kid that she has a crush on, like, read her book and loved it and whatever. Um, and she was like, isn't that shocking? And he goes, it is shocking. I mean, who knew he could read? Oh, yeah, I like that one. And that's one of my favorite genres of petty movie joke, I have to say. It's claiming that someone can't read? Yes, or it's like, yeah, that's so surprising. I didn't know he could read. <laughs> Very funny to me. Yeah, there were so many of that style of jokes. Like, yeah. Like, when they saw her brother at one point, like, at school or something, or and they were like, like, what, what's... Leroy doing what was his name? Lenny. Lenny. <laughs> Lenny. <laughs> yes. They're both old Back men. That they're like, Lenny. Oh, what's wrong with Lenny? Or they're like, can we get Lenny to help us? And she's like, um, we need him to wear deodorant too, but that's never gonna happen. Yes. <laughs> or there's one she has, um she's like, Oh, he should because he's a musician. She's like, yeah. Oh, you should get him to play at the dance. And they were like, oh yeah, he totally should. And Jamie goes, he should probably wash his hands more often than he does, but I don't think we're going to get him to do that either. Yeah, that yeah. was the one I was thinking yeah. of. Oh, okay. And yes. he says to her, he, like, she, she keeps saying hi to him, and he's like, I thought I told you, don't talk to me at school. He's like, don't talk to me, especially at school. Don't come into my room, ever. Yeah, basically never have any relationship with me or speak to me in any manner whatsoever. Especially at school. Especially at school. Well, you wouldn't like okay. people to think that you're related with your same last name. Yeah. But if they're in New Hampshire, then... There are yes. lots of Bartlett's. You don't know. Yeah. People might not know. I only um, had two other lines, but Hannah, yeah. you can go. Well, my complaint was going to play off of the brother's angle even more. Mm-hmm. So I'll let you finish the lines, and then we can just put a pin in that. So... A fun one was at the end, at, at the dance she's talking to marco and she's like hey please stop calling me is that's not my name and then she finds out that the whole reason she had a crush on him is because he wrote this poem in their english class and she was like oh my god like he's so sensitive and he's so talented and then he wrote this like letter to the editor in their school newspaper defending her and she finds out that he didn't and that he had paid connor to write it for him and is goes who cares he's hot let's dance but the (laughs) the um what am i trying to say the delivery of that line made me laugh so hard because it looked like she was going through a checklist who cares he's hot let's dance it was very funny and my very last line is one that i have unknowingly been saying to myself in my head for years Knew it was a movie line. Could not for the life of me remember what movie it was from. It's when her handler... And isn't her handler's name like Danielle or something? Diane. Why did they keep saying handler and not like manager or publicist? I do not know. handler sounds worse. It sounds Um, like she's an animal. 
and we know Kay Panabaker became a zoologist later in life. <gasps> that inspired her. She wanted to become a handler. Full she was circle. inspired by Diane. Full circle. Anyway, um, but so Diane the handler, they're at this supposed to be a book signing at her parents' pizza parlor, which we did not touch on, despite the fact that that's who we introduced <laughs> ourselves as. Um, a bunch of kids run up to the pizza parlor. She's like, oh, finally, like people are here, whatever. And they have just graffitied her, like, picture, her sign aside. And she goes, hooligans. We have hooligans. And I have been saying that to myself for years. The gasp, I gasped when she said that. That you gusped? The gasp, I gusped. The final piece of the puzzle just clicked into place. Amazing. That's crazy. I wish I could find a better puzzle clicking noise to make. Because it's been a while since Hannah Turner was, like, earth-shatteringly impressed by one of my sound effects. So, (laughs) there you go. Wait, what was the one that was I loved? The car. The beeping car. Oh, yeah, do it. (laughs) Hold on. (laughs) See if I make me giggle. Beep, beep. I don't know why it makes you laugh so hard. Oh my god, it just is so, it's like, good. It's very cute. Um, At least I'm good for something. My notes are, wait, Hannah, sorry, you had me stuck a pin in it. Take the pin out, tell us about it. So, my mind was a lot on the brothers for some reason, because one was like, needlessly angsty and rude, even though his sister was rude too. It was just, he was angry for kind of no reason in the beginning. But then they justify it. And then the other brother of Jason Dolly, the Connor Kennedy, looks like he's like 30 years old. Like, I was so confused at the age he was trying to be. Like, was he still in high school? Was he in college? Was he like the owner of this mortgage of the house? Like, I could not tell. And half of the movie, there is this uh, like underlining plot that didn't matter of him doing all these stupid chores just to get his brother to drive him in his stupid ugly truck like to impress Jamie and it just felt really weird but it was mostly just that that brother was like really really old and looked nothing like Dolly so I was yeah casting choices there were really terrible it's like the brother from Lemonade Mouth it was a jump scare Yeah, I was gonna say it was similar he I think I don't know, yeah, what his deal was, because they didn't really say. It sounds like he wasn't, like, his legal guardian, like, owner of the house, because he wanted his brother to drive them, because he didn't want his dad to, like, drive him. Like, I guess it's less embarrassing to have your, like, older brother. But I was like, why would having your older brother drive you and your friends to the dance impress her? Like, why would, like... If you're really trying to impress her, it would be, like, if he was, like, I need to save some money to get limo. Yeah, so, like, let me do your chores and you can pay me to then get a limo. Like, just anything. But, like, really? Because also, I think his brother had some sort of pickup truck and you can't fit four people in that plus the driver. Mm -hmm. Unless they're sitting in the the bed of the truck. Which Which maybe that would me. Who knows? He's a boy. He wouldn't think about their hair flipping in the wind. No. (laughs) Not at all. No. No. And also, a truck is not a practical getting to and from a dance vehicle. Mm-mm. 
as someone who often went to and from a dance in a truck, it's not a practical vehicle choice. <laughs> Did you really? Yes, because for, like, quite a bit, the only vehicles that my family had that were drivable were my pickup truck and my dad's pickup truck. So, um, does anyone else have anything they'd like to say? Yeah, I do. I have a couple of notes. I took a lot of notes kind of at the very end, so I have a little bit to say. Um, so, at the dance, first of all, at a point they play a song that did make me cry. I was feeling emotional. It's On the Outside <gasps> Looking In oh my God. by Jordan Pruitt, but I was convinced it was Taylor Swift. <laughs> like, circa teardrops on my guitar that kind of taylor swift so but that was a good song on the outside looking in we could clip that in if we want but um trigger warning mm -hmm. you might cry well you think that because there is a taylor swift yeah. song that is essentially exactly the same song what is it it is when you're it's called the outside oh so it is the same song basically oh my god i it would be a disservice if you mention jordan pruitt and you don't include the best jordan pruitt song which is um jump to the rhythm from jump in yeah <gasps> oh t um the dance looked great that whale that melody made or harmony sorry harmony made beautiful the whale looked gorgeous they filled it with flyers to save the whales, which I approved of. They filled it with kelp slash seaweed. I didn't love that, and I kept waiting for the moment. I was thinking that there was going to be, like, a carry moment, and that they were actually going to follow <laughs> through with yanking it on her, and I actually would have appreciated that. I feel like that would have humbled her faster than people booing. Yeah. Mm -hmm. um, unfortunately, that didn't happen, but we got some good scenes of, like, a kelp landing on other people that had kind of wronged her throughout the movie. It was fine. Um, they forgave her a little too quickly for it to be realistic. Yeah. <laughs> um, like, she just said, I'm sorry, publicly, and they were like, okay, we're besties again. Like, I would have made her grovel a little bit. I love making people grovel. But even when she was, like, their friend, she wasn't even that great of a friend all the time. So I feel like there would have been some... She made them sign up for the committee that they didn't even want to be part of before she got famous. Um, they... Part of the thing is, like, so she realizes that's what they're gonna do. She yanks the cord instead. Kelp goes on everyone. And it's, like, the whale is, like, swinging across the gym. It's kind of dangerous. Very dangerous. And then her brother is like, I've got your back, and plays at the dance. And while he's playing, all of a sudden the whale's back on the ceiling. And it's not yeah. like hanging sideways, which would have been funny. It's just right. upright. I found another plot inconsistency that you just reminded me of. What? When there, she's getting ready for the dance, there's a very dramatic close-up of her reaching for a lip gloss off of this little tray that she has all of her makeup on. And the reason that I paid such close attention to it is because it looked like she was reaching for a Dior lip oil. And I was like, oh my no, God. 2006. And then she grabbed it and it had the little silver cap with the little knob on it. She grabs it 
and then it goes to her face, and she's unscrewing a black lid lip gloss in a completely different color and putting it on. Props master. I was going to say, was one of the shots, like, only her hands? Yes. Because that was definitely a hand double, and they filmed that later, and the props master wasn't on set. Yes. But this is neither here nor there. No. Um... And that's all my notes. I don't know if y'all have anything else you wanted to talk about. Not really. I feel like we covered a lot of it. There was the one scene that was um questionable when they were doing their makeup and their foundation was like 40 shades. <gasps> that yeah, was the whole thing. They're doing their makeup outside. at a stall, like on their school campus, yeah. it seems. I don't know. Um, like by the mall. I don't know what yeah they're doing it and their friend pulls them away because she's like this company tests on animals and so she yanks them away while they're halfway done because they've been doing the makeup they were working right to left and then they get made fun of for their makeup being half done but not for doing almost black face it was really yeah it was just like questionable and it like i said it would not slide in the present day no. it was just no and it the fact is that scene had literally nothing to do with anything else they could have cut it out of the movie entirely it was supposed to be funny yeah it was just to like show that their friend is like obsessed with saving the animals but we knew that already yeah and we knew sawyer was mean already like that's all that that showed us so questionable choices what was with the part where sawyer calls up jamie when they're like kind of becoming buddy buddy and she's like hey like and jamie like hangs up on connor to talk to sawyer and sawyer says hey like do you want to go to the mall tomorrow and ditch your plans and she's like yeah absolutely i'd love to and then when they hang up sawyer like like, yes like yeah she was like fangirling a little bit yeah which uh, yeah like i guess that would sort of happen to a minimal extent, but again, just unrealistic. I don't think yeah. anyone would really care that much. I can tell you, Dea went to my high school, and do you think people were um swarming her in the writing lab for autographs? No, no one gave a shit. No one cares. Wait, so who is just Dea? Uh, Dea sings some stuff. She did Don't Let Me Down with the Chainsmokers. Oh! Which high school with her? Yeah. She was one year older than me. Um, I sat next to her in the writing lab once before she was famous, so that's my claim to fame, I guess. Oh my god, tea. Mm-hmm. I was thinking Daya like the vegan cheese. Oh yeah, I went to high school with that cheese. <laughs> yeah, Bougie. No. But like I mean, yeah, like no one really cared. She just went to prom and it just happened and that was it. Um, can I just say I miss being in college and be- being able to live one block away from you guys and be like, do you want to have dinner tonight? And being able to have dinner yeah. tonight. Yeah. Mm-hmm. I've started- and I have been playing this, yeah, this fun game where Lizzie texts me and says, hey, want me to pick you up and like get you coffee and go shopping? And I say yes, but Aww. playing along just doesn't hit the same. No, and that, that just makes me sad. sad. That's like, oh, I'll be there in 40 days, maybe. You're next, Hannah. Don't worry. I've been making the rounds. I've been doing this to Maddie Nyman for years. <laughs> I'm always like, hey, do you want to get lunch today? And she's like, sure. And then we don't. 
because we live in different states. Tragic. Yeah. Boo. Um, <laughs> so that's kind of the end of Read It and Weep. We read. We read. We wept and conquered. <laughs> no, I don't think anyone wept in this movie. I think the only one who wept was Sawyer. She weeps at the dance. Yeah. Oh yeah, she literally does, and Marco takes her back like that. Of course he does. She like, she, like buries her face in his bicep. He's sixteen, and she's wearing lower lash mascara. Were Sawyer and Marco supposed to be older? Like, they looked older. And they seemed older. Amy was just a freshman. And how would Sawyer be, like, the queen bee of the school if she's just a freshman? But they were in her same English class. So are they... So maybe she was just the queen bee of the grade. Yeah. And Marco, too? Like, he's supposedly this hotshot. No one would care, even if you're an athletic freshman. It just... It would... But maybe... Like, if they are freshmen, and, you know, you just came from 8th grade, they could just have been, like, the cool 8th graders <laughs> last year, and, you know, it's two months into the school year. Like, they could just be the cool ninth graders. I feel like that's an oxymoron, but yeah. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, it, I mean, it is. I wrote, my last note that I haven't talked about is, I wrote, I guess he sucks now, yeah. right? Which, about Marco. Which, like, he already did suck, but, like, confirmed. When he starts calling her is over and over, and she's like, I told you, stop. And he keeps doing it. Yeah. Red flag. Mm. I have nothing else. Me neither. That was pretty much what I had. All of the notes were covered. Amazing. I just want to hide the laptop one more time, but that's it. Yeah. <laughs> um. Yeah, and the whole thing is that, I don't know, we still didn't really talk about it. Her parents owned a pizza oh, restaurant. Yeah. She works at the pizza restaurant. Her dad is always trying to make nasty pizzas. Because he's like, oh, someone made pineapple pizza once and that was good. So I'm going to make liver and onion pizza. And it literally, like, scares people out of the restaurant. <laughs> and that joke got a little tired. Yeah. Yeah. Um, And then at the very end, some of the seaweed accidentally gets on the pizza. And, like, apparently it's delicious. I just, my favorite thing is the three scenes of people taking a bite of that pizza and being like, wow, this is amazing. Um, no one ate the seaweed. They just ate plain cheese pizza. Not by <laughs> so Well, apparently that. his cheese pizza was supposed to be pretty yeah, good. Apparently. But, yeah, th- that was not the seaweed doing anything. So, I just, I don't know if they, like, got non-edible seaweed, so they just told, like, the people, like, just eat around it and pretend like it's good. I don't know. Um, thank you guys for listening to another episode of the Slumber Party Pod. Yeah, um, your homework for this week is to recommend the pod to two friends, enemies, frenemies, um, perhaps hallucinations from your mind, <laughs> as we saw in this week's film. If you are not following us on Instagram, please do so at slumberparty.pod. Um, and there's a bunch of people who follow our Instagram but do not listen to the podcast. So if you know friends who do that, tell them to cut the crap and get to listening. We're very funny and fun to listen to. And I know that because every time we release an episode, whoever the person is who has not edited that episode texts the other one and goes we are so funny and it's always true we are <laughs> um 
I loved listening to Lemonade Mouth over the weekend because I was yes. quoting myself I know. every week. It's so fun. Um, and thank you so much to Hannah for being our, our newest friend of the pod. Which means I get to go make you a little cartoon person for this week's doodle. I hope so. I can't wait. It's going to be great. And on that note, Hannah Turner, <laughs> would you like to take us away, yeah. Ernie? I would. Take it away. <laughs> This has been the Slumber Party Pod, a deep dive into DCOMs. This episode was edited by Hannah and collectively conceived of as a post-grade crisis by Lizzie and Hannah. This podcast has been distributed by Anchor and we hope you'll join us again next week. <gasps> Lizzie, cut the crap. I didn't even do anything. <laughs> oh my god. The optics of cannibalism, like, are kind of... It's a gray area because in terms of its veganism, because okay. technically if a person consents, it's not plant-based, but could it be vegan? Like if I consent you to cut off my leg and eat it, is that vegan? Um, the optics are wishy-washy. I'm going to stand by no, it's not vegan. So what I'm going to do is I'm going to take the bull by the horns here, and I'm going to steer the bull back towards decoms. I'm sorry I got us off track. I have regrets. Okay, I'm just saying with the pace that the movies are going with cannibalism, I wouldn't be surprised if Disney goes next.